0: Welcome to cultural quarter of an hour podcast with Charlotte Foster. This podcast is a weekly look at Stoke on Trent and North Staffordshire through its culture, as the name suggests, but what is culture? Well, for me, culture is the everyday culture, the stuff you see going on around you all the time, the stuff that just happens. It is a community and it is the people. Welcome to the first episode of Cultural Quarter of an Hour for 2020. It's only taken a global pandemic to get me back behind the microphone. Well, that's not quite true. I had wanted to come back sooner. But like I say, there was a global pandemic that's hit the country and it's kind of through my plans for 2020. Well and truly out the window. But I think now is actually a really good time to bring the podcast back. This podcast has always been about positivity and finding some positive and hearing those positive voices and hearing the good that is going on in the city and across North Staffordshire. You remember it was started in 2017 when I was reacting against the negativity that was in the national press about our city and some of the negativity that came about with the city going for the city of culture bid. Now we are surrounded by uncertainty, fear and tension. Feels like it's everywhere. So I want to bring the podcast back because I want to just shine a light again on all the good stuff that's going on right now. That's not to say to ignore the bad stuff, but to just bring that balance back into our lives, because I think that's what's been missing so far this year. The balance has been out. And yes, I am doing hand movements to indicate scales. I'm a Libra. I'm all about balance. What can I say? The first few episodes of the resurrected Cultural Cord for Now are going to be all about some projects that have been funded because of a project called Get Creative at Home. This has happened thanks to a collaboration between an organisation called Voluntary Arts and the City Council, so Stoke-on-Trent City Council. They've been supporting organisations that want to help people ease the stress of lockdown by using creativity and expressing themselves creatively. A couple of things to say. I have previously worked for Voluntary Arts and also I am one of the groups, organisations that has been given one of these micro grants to do creativity. The idea is I am marking what's been going on. The first person I want to introduce you to is a wonderful woman called Sharon. Sharon Morley. She's part of Stoke North Live at Home and she does all the craft stuff with them. And if I'm being honest, I think Sharon has missed her calling in life because she should have been a Blue Peter presenter because the stuff that she's created is absolutely amazing.
1: Stoke North Live at Home is part of a larger charity known as MHA. MHA, across the whole country, runs retirement villages, specialist retirement homes, and then these live-at-home schemes. Those are about where people live in their own homes, but perhaps are feeling a bit lonely and isolated, wanting a social outlet. So we provide that. We've got... I think we're one of the biggest schemes in terms of staff, in that we have eight staff, a scheme manager, two cooks, an admin, and then five what I am is a community program coordinator. And for why I love the job is one day I can be doing an exercise class, the next day I can be playing indoor bowls, the next day I'm sorting out a quiz or something like that for our members or organizing for somebody to come in or I'm, I'm becoming the bingo caller and it's just
0: really nice and obviously lockdowns hit and well everyone's in a situation now where we've we're self isolating even the word is out there a lot more isn't it how has that affected the people that use your service how how have people reacted to this enforced isolation
1: well they're not very happy about it and to be honest they're they're saying you know sort of when are we going to go back to the clubs can we go out to the clubs again and things like that and you have to explain to them that we can't do that anymore we've got something like or we had something like 250 members And we've made sure that every one of those has been contacted at least once. And in most cases, we've sort of prioritised people. So there are some people who have twice weekly calls. There's some people who have weekly calls. There's some people that's just been called once a month. We've set up telephone befriending for a lot of people because we normally do that as well as we also do normally face-to-face befriending, but that's had to stop. So we've set up telephone befriending for people. We've had something like 35 new members come forward as people who are, you know, we've been referred to us because they're feeling lonely and isolated and wanted uh, some help. And we had about 80 volunteers come forward. And when somebody rings you up and says, I can't thank you enough, for getting somebody to ring, to ring me, it's so lovely. I look forward to those calls. And that that makes a big difference, you know, and that, that's what we're about at the end of the day is making a difference to people's lives. And
0: you've been getting creative as well at home. Yes. Tell me about the projects <laughs> that you've done. I've really, you've already given me, before we started recording, you sh- you gave me a bit of a, a show and tell of, of, of them. Yeah. Uh, but just for, for people that aren't obviously going to be able to see them, Tell me what you've been what you've yeah. been making and how it's worked.
1: Well, my boss is always on the lookout for how we can get funding, etc., like that. Particularly as at the moment our normal fundraising has had to stop. Normally we have some things like tabletop sales, raffles going on all the time, but we can't do that. So she saw this bit about Get Creative at home, and given that I am the craft guru as far as uh, our organisation, it was down to me to do this. So we were given £200 by, between the Voluntary Arts Organisation and Stoke-on-Trent City Council, and as part of that, I've created three videos Plus, I've created information sheets for those people who can't go online to watch these videos. So, what I decided to make was, first of all, a desk tidy. And the desk tidy, uh, it's a bit like the ones that you used to do on Blue Peter. And... And then it's the toilet roll centres. I thought that lots of people will have toilet roll centres around. And you only needed a piece of cardboard and you cut them to various lengths, cover them with not sticky back plastic because that's difficult to get hold of these days. So it's just uh, wrapping paper of your choice or any paper that you seem to have around and just putting it together as a desk tidy. As I say in my video, you could make it a lot bigger than mine that I've done. I have done a more complicated one, but I thought that that was a bit too, maybe make the video too long. I then also made a basket. This is a woven basket, but just using magazines. Basically, you just fold up a strip of magazine paper into sort of like four, and then you weave the basket with a bit of glue to hold in place, etc., like that. And I decided to paint mine as well. And then the other one that I made was a photo frame. The photo frame, just cut it out of cardboard, which obviously your local supermarket like to have cardboard around. And then it's rolled up magazines, just stuck onto the frame, and it looks quite effective when you finished. As far as the actual videos themselves, the links to them, are on our Facebook page, which is Stoke North Live at Home, and there's links for two of them there, because I have to say the third one is still in progress. The reason being I did it, and it is finished, but it's in two parts, because our cat decided to video bomb it. So halfway through, I had the cat come on the table and start to take all the pieces (laughs) away from me. So, unfortunately, that one has to be put together in two bits and I'm waiting for my son, who seems to have the technical, technical know-how to do this, to put it together. So there will be the third one, but if you go on there, the links are on there. There are also the links if you want to contact me as far as having the instructions, etc.
0: You've got a helpful cat as well,
1: then. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's right. The the cat decided to join in. We thought we'd close the door, but no, it decided to get on the table. See, that never happened on Blue Peter, Um, did it? They just had the elephants. (laughs) No, that's true. The the dog, we could have had the dog come in as well.
0: (laughs) So obviously you've got these out there for people to just have a go and do. And it's so important, isn't it, to just be able to have a go and do something when we can't meet up in in real life and um, we can't get out and see each other in the flesh or be close to each other in the flesh so having this this, this craft and this ability to try and do something and just keep that mind occupied that's really important isn't it
1: Oh yes it is. Just at the minute I've almost finished our newsletter and obviously normally it would be reports on what's been going on or advertising what's coming up but we can't do that at the moment so I've filled it lots of puzzles, poems, jokes or not (laughs) as the case may be. (laughs) I thought they were quite funny. When I'm running my craft club, I want to make sure that what we're making is as cheap as possible because I don't want to use our money. So in which case, I'm always on the lookout for ideas on YouTube that lets you recycle things. And there are some brilliant ideas out there. Uh, As far as the desk tidy is concerned, you can make it personalised to you so that it goes with the decor of your room, uh, you know, sort of the same wallpaper or whatever like that, so that it actually matches up. But, I mean, there are some things that really look incredible. Well, somebody thought that I bought these flowers, but the flowers were actually made out of toilet rolls, believe it. This was the days before when toilet rolls, For in short supply Mm. Um, but now you know sort of yes or with tissue paper we've made our own vases for things to go in one that was very popular was my pot men made out of flower pots and you've got one pot sort of turned upside down on the other and we painted faces on them and gave them clothes and long stringy arms and legs and then put a,
0: a heather in them to be the hair on the top of them your magazine photo frame looks I've seen stuff like that at craft fairs it looks really good and it's so effective with what you're doing just by rolling up some paper yes yeah it it does it looks really effective and
1: particularly if you choose the colors to rather than being random sort of have a theme with them etc like that and I chose to put felt on the back of mine so it looked a bit more sort of professional if you like and of course you know photo frames cost money these are free basically (laughs) it just takes your time and I'd say to anybody if you haven't done any crafting with things just have a go because you'd be surprised what you can actually come up with we're very creative when it gets to Christmas making all our our Christmas presents and things like that we made covers for glasses cards so many things that we've made at the moment I'm just decorating tote bags because the tote bags were really cheap so I've put a nice rainbow on it because I thought it went with the current theme etc like that
0: I love it that's what we did for my hen party we decorated tote bags (laughs) And then we went out, but yeah, you know, we we had to, we made some tote bags to go out with in the evening <laughs> to collect things. <laughs>
1: Everything that I can do, where I can get it as cheaply as possible, because if it, if it costs over a pound, then that makes the club too expensive. I mean, our members normally pay two pounds fifty. But, of course, that's got to pay for the room hire. That's got to pay for any materials. Yes, they have a cup of tea and a cup of coffee, you know, sort of biscuit and all the rest of it. Well, in actual fact... We're very well treated where we go because we normally have cakes, etc. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, there's, uh, you know, sort of staff time and administration and everything like that. But uh, even so, it's, everybody says how much they enjoy it uh, when they come down. And we've become, we're actually in a retirement village where we are. And we've become a bit as a sort of focal point in that people aren't part of the craft club will come down because they know they can get a free cup of tea and a a piece of cake and they come and have a look at what's going on and and everything like that. Oh, that's good. And that's how we've got some of our members. And then next door in the big room, they're playing indoor bowls as
0: well. So, you know, sort of (laughs) dual purpose we use that. That's fabulous because you're introducing people to a new circle of people. You're introducing them to a new hobby, potentially, as well. And maybe introducing them to that opening up... Because I was always told at school that I was rubbish at art, I was rubbish at all the crafts, so I stopped doing it. And it was only when I got in my, my 30s that I kind of got that confidence of not caring what other people thought anymore, that I started up again. So I started doing embroidery because I could get someone else's picture put it onto the cloth. And I could just sew it. It's like coloring in with sewing. So that was my starting. It was coloring in with sewing. I could do that. And then I got myself my sewing machine and I started to just slowly make, make little tote bags because that's quite, you know, it's not too taxing. and There's no darts. There's no sleeves. I still don't do sleeves because life's too short to do sleeves. dress. I'm sorry. And then I got back into knitting and knitting was something I did with my nan and that just brings all kinds of, and I'm, I'm not particularly skilled at it. But it's that time in an evening that I just have a bit of downtime. I have put a, a book on, like an audio book on to listen to, or the TV's on, and it's just, I just really enjoy it. And my dad's trying to get me drawing again. That's his, that, that's his biggest challenge now, is to get me drawing.
1: Well, I have to say, um, I thought uh, you, at school, I thought I was rubbish at art. But if I remember my art lessons. It was, there's the poster paints, there's the, there's the paper. Get on with it, sort of type thing. And a friend of mine suggested that I went along to art classes about three years ago now that I started. And I really love doing art, etc., like that now. And I actually showed some of my work at one of our clubs because they were in one of the rooms that we used. They have art exhibitions every so often, so I entered two of mine. And uh, I I was quite pleased. I think that they stood up against the others. And like you, I thought that I wasn't much good at, at sort of craft or things, but I just had a go. But I always do prototypes first before I go into the craft groups because then I know what the problems are going to be. And, of course, for us, where we've got older people, I've got to make sure that whatever we're doing is doable by people who might have arthritis or poor mobility in their hands, etc. So that, I mean, we're we're very lucky. We've got superb volunteers who help us. And, you know, sort of, if we need to, we'll cut something out for somebody or stick something for somebody. We've got one lady who comes along and she just brings her own colouring books and she colours in every page in red and green. She doesn't bother about the lights, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> she just enjoys herself to come down and have a social time and and uh, join in the conversation with everybody, which is great. And that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter what you you produce at the end. If you've got spare wine bottles, we had a nice time decorating those. We uh, you've got we, the measure uh, of me very quickly here, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> As, and me as well. <laughs> we we just covered them with some tissue paper, you know, using like sort of puppy mache almost. you only one thin layer. Then we painted them black, and then we got some of that self-hardening clay and just put designs on using that. Then we painted in between the designs whatever colour that we wanted it to be and we've got some what was called silver dust that you use for cake uh, de- decorating etc and we rub those on the clay bits so it looks as if it's got silverware on so that they've ca- they came out really well and they loved doing that i've got a fantastic picture of one of our ladies with both the hands covered in silver. I don't know how she managed it, but she ended up looking, you know, sort of something like, uh, what can I say, gold fingers to sort of gold fingers. She's got silver fingers. <laughs> well, she was enjoying herself and and, and that's what it's all about.
0: It's going to come as no surprise to anybody to learn that I've already invited myself to a craft group as soon as the craft groups can come back, and as soon as I can go, I will be there and I will of course report back. And no, it's not because of the tea and the cake. Okay, it's a little bit because of the tea and the cake. But in all honesty, don't those groups sound absolutely fantastic. Now I'm gonna put a link in the show notes so that you can get to the Facebook page so you can find The videos and the instructions for Sharon's crafts. I recommend you do have a go. They looked absolutely fabulous, and I think I might have a go as well, particularly like the photo frame. I want to say a big thank you to Sharon for taking the time to talk to me, and also a big thank you to you as well for listening. It means a lot, it really does. I'll be back next week when I'll be hearing from the friends of the Spode Rose Garden about what they're up to at the moment during lockdown. And if you want to get in touch, you know I love hearing from you. I really do want to hear from you even more so about what you're up to and how you're being creative and how you're doing during lockdown. You can get in touch via the Facebook page, Cultural Quarter of an Hour, or of course, you can get in touch via the Twitter page at CQHpod.